Welcome to the Variety Hour on AM 990, where local leaders talk Memphis. Listen to you, move your mouth. I bet you come way down south. Now don't tell me, let me guess. You from the town that I love best. Talk Memphis, I wish you would. Talk Memphis, you sound so good. Talk Memphis, high on the bluff. I swear I can't get enough. Welcome to Talk Money on AM 990. And now here's your host, Jim Shoemaker. And good morning and welcome to Talk Money on KWAM 990. I'm your host. I've got two great guys with me. Uh, We've got Nathan Powell and Jonathan McAllister. And we're going to be talking about some subjects that I think when you get through, I uh, think you'll find it be very interesting. Nathan Powell is going to go through some financial strategies for special needs families and that's always one of those things. You know someone that has that exceptional need, that a son, a daughter, or somebody, and you kind of want to put all that process together for them to make sure that they've been taken care of. Well, there's some answers that uh, Nathan's going to help us dive into and get uh, good answers to some tough questions. He's also going to be doing a seminar Thursday, May the 12th at 6.30, and I kind of want to get you that thought process. It'll be at the uh, Shoemaker Financial Office. It's, uh, all you have to do is RSVP at 757-5757. He and Sloan Hankins will be there. She is with a, a Butler & Snow, an attorney, and they're going to be diving into all the things that you need to understand about the unique challenges that you have when you have a special needs child. And that's very, very important. That's again Thursday, May the 12th at 6.30. My second guest, and actually they're going to both be with me all through the program, Jonathan McAllister, and we're going to kind of look at some things that happens when you look at a market that's anemic. And trust me, we are in a situation that the investment world is somewhat sick, Art. I mean, it's... uh, you know, I, I I don't know. I mean, I get up every morning and you think the market's going to take off and it takes off and then it dies and it just keeps moving back and forth. And I know for a lot of people, that's frustrating. For a lot of people, it's kind of one of those things, you know, you look at the data and you go back into the 80s. It wasn't so hard in the 90s. My grandson could have been an investment advisor. And then all of a sudden we turn <laughs> into the 21st century and it has been anything but fun. Right, uh, but don't panic. Stay no panics. No panics. In fact, that's what Jonathan's going to talk to us about. He's going to kind of give us the idea of what to do when you're going through this kind of anemic market, this sick market, this idea of um, – you know, you can't get any traction, and you work very hard, and that's kind of a, a process, and I think we need to look at that, and he'll help us dive in. So when you think about it, this is Talk Money, and that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to talk with Nathan Powell. We're going to look at what do you think about when you're looking at the exceptional needs child? How do you plan for that? Every family that's touched with that needs to be paying attention. And then Jonathan McAllister is going to dive into the anemic market and how do you Put that together. Uh, great answers. Uh, I hope I can come up with some decent questions and, and ask the questions that you would be asking. But when we come back, I want you to think with me now. You know someone that may have a special needs child. I'm thinking of someone in my own mind right now. You want to listen because Jonathan and Nathan are going to give us the insights that we need to do of how do you help that child stay financially secure, the financial strategies for families with special needs. Stay with us. We'll be right back after this. 
Jim Shoemaker, Jonathan McAllister, and Nathan Powell are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Securian Financial Services Incorporated Securities Dealer Member FINRA SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. Talk Money will return right after this. Have you thought about pursuing a career in financial services but have no experience in the industry and need training? If you are goal-oriented, highly motivated, and enjoy working with people, you have the skill set Shoemaker Financial is looking for. Shoemaker Financial is continuing to grow their team of financial advisors in the Mid-South, and they're ready with the training and tools you need to get started. With over 35 years of providing professional advice, quality products, and excellent service in the Mid-South, you too can now be a part of their growing firm. If If you're interested in learning more about this opportunity, contact Keisha Parrish at 901-757-5757 or email at kparrish at shoemakerfinancial.com. You're listening to Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Podcasts of the Talk Money program are available for iOS mobile devices. Go to the iTunes store and search for Shoemaker Financial. Helping you make the most of your money, this is Talk Money. Well, welcome back. Uh, my guest today, Nathan Powell and Jonathan McAllister. And we're going to start with Nathan. And we're going to kind of, Nathan's got a seminar that he's going to be doing. And they've done this several times. He and Sloan Hankins, that the attorney with um, Butler Snow, is going to be partnering with Nathan to dive into the issues of a special planning for, for special needs children, special needs families. And uh, Nathan, I know, first of all, Nathan, welcome to the program. Sure, sir. thank you. Thank well, you. you know, here, here's what I wanted to ask you. You know, you realize that sometimes you've got special needs children mm-hmm. that, ex- you know, their needs extend beyond just the everyday. And I have a well, one of our board members uh, for the firm has a special needs child. And I know in working with him for many, many years, it's a it's an ongoing process, just the day to day for them. But. They are also, we've been doing a lot of planning for them on the financial strategies. Right. And that's what you guys, you and Sloan, are going to dive in to help people understand right. there's more than just the day-to-day. Yeah, you know, the the interesting thing is if you look at just, you know, life expectancy, you know, look at that by itself. And, you know, we talk to our clients about retirement and having to think through a nice long 30, 35 year retirement, people living 90 and beyond. First right. person lived to 150 or something, right. supposedly had been born already. And, you know, the, uh, the interesting thing is that that also applies to families that have loved ones with special needs, whether it's an adult child, a minor child, you really have to be thinking through you know, how do I make sure that the lifestyle that I want protected and envisioned and that the you know special needs loved one envisions for themselves is secured for a nice long lifetime? And that's that's a that's a planning thing. That Absolutely. is something you cannot just expect that. We, I know someone right now that that has a special needs child and she is in her 80s mm-hmm. and the child is in his 50s. Yeah. And as a result of not doing a lot of planning, they've actually invited a a nephew to come in and live with his family into their yeah. home to take care of this fifty-ish right. year old. And it's kind of like it's a it's almost like a band aid because they were not the planning that was not done early on. But they're trying their best to to help this fifty. And he's not the easiest person to work yeah. with. You know, and that and that's something that you know a special needs family really has to take into consideration. They think, well, you know. You, you know, you can get into conservatorships and guardianships and those you know types of issues, but you have to think. You know, if you want you know a, a family member to take care of your loved one, is that 
you know, going to be in their best interest. You know, you have to think about, you know, the family member's life and what they're trying to get accomplished. And is that really, you know, a task that they're willing to, you know, take on themselves? I know one of the things that you start off with, number one, is Mm -hmm. to help a family know that they have to potentially provide for the resources of the lifetime of that special needs child and that's that's that can be a long time that's not just you know not tomorrow it's uh so that's the first thing that you guys you and sloan dive in to help them kind of move into that process to do that but here's what what's involved what should a a strategy look like when you talk talk about that yeah that's a a great open-ended question with with a lot of yeah and, and that's great you know i think it's critically important that you develop a strong team around you. And that's going to include, obviously, family members who know the abilities of your loved one, a great CPA, an attorney that understands your situation, that specializes in working with families that have special needs. And that, Jim, that is critical that, you know, you work with an attorney that has that experience. And then also, you know, a financial advisor and working with all these people together so that everyone knows what the other is doing and they can communicate to make sure that the strategy is implemented in the correct manner. Well, you talked about an attorney and a financial advisor, but that team, it also includes a CPA, social worker, absolutely, the caregiver. Sometimes there's additional caregivers involved. So a lot of moving parts, your, your job, your job. Let me talk about what you do. Sure. You're the quarterback. You bring this group of people together, working with the family and the special needs child. Correct. And you orchestrate. You're kind of the guy that says, okay, guys, let's all get on tune and uh, yeah. get everybody playing the same piece of music. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, make sure that we're all playing it and we're of equal talent. Yeah, absolutely. So you don't need the guy that just started playing the tuba yesterday <laughs> to be playing with the symphony orchestra. <laughs> that's, that's, I love that analogy. It's a, it's a great one. But that you know what I'm saying, because he's yeah. just going to blast. and blast. Now, he yeah. may be doing it with an t- enormous amount of energy mm-hmm. and passion because he thinks he's, you know, he's just right. started and he has all the integrity in the world. Right. But you and I both know that a tuba player that just started yesterday playing with the symphony orchestra is not going. He'll have an impact. Yeah. Absolutely. But it will not be the results that you, the orchestra leader, or the special needs family has that they want. That's right. And that's what, I think that's what you guys do a great job, you and Sloan working together, to tie that together so that everybody's playing the music together. Everybody has the same skill set. In other words, as you said, they've specialized in special needs. That's right. You know, and and at the the seminar, one of the great value adds there, you know, Sloan being there is invaluable from a legal standpoint because people are able to come and, you know, everyone has a lot of questions. I mean, the legal world is you know, wrought with lots of, you know, well, <laughs> advice, I mean, both good and bad, right. and being able to ask questions in a pointed way to someone that has great experience, you know, on the legal side is, is in playing critical. that piece of music. Absolutely. They know that music and that's the key right there. They're not trying to, well, I went out yesterday and did a real estate deal and tomorrow I'm going to go and, you know, help with a contract of labor. They're right. the guys that deals with special needs. Now, right. if you just tuned in, I'm talking with Nathan Powell and they've got a seminar coming up May the 12th at 630. It's in our office. It's a there's a there's a light dinner that will be provided. But this is a, a seminar that you may know someone that you want to invite them to because this is for special needs. It's exceptional planning for extraordinary people. And 
Nathan and 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 Sloan have Sloan Hankins of the attorney law firm of Butler Snow. They've come together to form a kind of a. Uh, I guess a cooperative, a real sure. where you guys are cooperating together for the benefit of the client, and that is Thursday, May the twelfth at six thirty in our office. Just RSVP nine zero one seven five seven five seven five seven. You can ask for Nathan, uh, or you can ask just tell Jenny at the front desk that you want to make sure that you're on the list for the exceptional plans for extraordinary people, and that's a special needs strategy planning for those uh, that have uh, special needs and. Uh, I think that's exclusive. I think that's one of those things that people can come to that and know they're not going to spend time talking about investments. They're not going to spend time talking about college education funding. They're going to talk about exactly what they know they need to hear. It's a very uh, specific presentation that we do for, you know, these uh, specific families. And we've gotten a lot of great response. And I think it answers a lot of questions that people have. Well, let me let me for for our listeners. I want to kind of dive into this just a little bit. And, mm-hmm. and what are some of the areas when someone has you know they have loved ones with special needs should consider? Well, you know, let's just kind of give some some thoughts here. Sure. When they have a financial need, what are some of the strategies that you and Sloan kind of dive in and help them go through? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I, I think there are really four main areas that we look at when creating strategies for these families. You know, one is you know, a lifestyle strategy. And that's going to be a little unrelated to the financial world, but it's understanding the desires of your child for, you know, their place in the community, you know, their need and desire for friendship and, you know, having a a valuable, you know, something valuable that they can bring into the community, understanding that, looking at your resource strategies as far as how do you currently maintain the lifestyle that you're trying to lead. We're looking at specific financial strategies as far as how do you fund a future lifestyle while also not jeopardizing your own retirement or the desires you have for, you know, other family members that you're trying to protect in the future. And then lastly, obviously, the legal strategies of estate planning and diving into the ins and outs of that. All right. When you talk about that, you've got the some thoughts about public, uh, you know, I guess needs based right. or entitlement based. Mm-hmm. There's some things that you have to think about there. So help us through that. Yeah, sure. So a lot of times with if you look at if there is a need for a special needs trust, if, you know, government benefits are usually either going to be needs based or entitlement based needs based like SSI, supplemental security income or Medicaid entitlement. You're looking at, you know, the disability income or Medicare. And, you know, something that the trust is going to be able to do is protect government benefits for the loved one with special needs in the future so that, you know, if someone has more than $2,000 of assets in their names, that's going to limit what the government will be able to provide as far as a needs-based assistance. So structuring things correctly now is going to greatly affect protecting the future assets and availability of money in the future. Nathan, I would think that everybody knows that (laughs) you would think (laughs) but but they don't do they no no now how did you get involved in this how did this become a part of your practice that's a that's a great question you know i i spent before i was in financial services i spent uh, many years as a teacher and not just a teacher you've done a lot of great music analogies that i appreciate because i was a music teacher (laughs) that's right maybe that was a good setup and you know i taught choir and the wonderful thing about a choir classroom is that it's very inclusive you've got 
all types of, of walks of life in the room, from people who are probably going to go on to careers in music to people who are just looking for a place to fit in. And I had a lot of students that had special needs, whether it was from Down syndrome to Asperger's syndrome to, you know, ADD, you know, all these different types of, you know, people in my classroom. And the amazing thing that I saw was in that environment, the willingness of everyone in the classroom to want everyone to do to the best of their ability and just being able to develop relationships with uh, those students and their families. And, you know, my wife is a teacher and loves working with autistic uh, children. She teaches first grade and it's just a, a very big draw to make sure that those families are served in the way that they deserve to be. And, and again, I said you would think everybody knows this and that everybody's got to, you know, they, but sometimes they're so busy yeah. doing the day to day, just the care that they're having to concentrate every day. And this is a both spouse. I mean, you know, you got two, two family members here, two adults, mom and dads that are working hard right. for that child. That's and right. they're spending a lot of time. What you guys are going to do is give them a lot of information that they would have to go out and do a lot of research. Right. You can give it to them in an hour and a half. Yeah, we, we hope to really boil it down to some of the pointed questions that we get a lot. And at the same time, you know, I mean, I, I know that both Sloan and I are heavily involved with a lot of advocacy groups here in the city, North Mississippi and in Memphis both. So we have a great network to you know, direct people to where they need to go for things that fall outside of it. It goes back to the quarterback idea of, you know, just being able to direct people to where they need to go when it's outside of the services that we provide. Well, again, uh, you're listening to Nathan Powell. He is my guest and financial advisor and Sloan Hankins, an attorney at Butler Snow. They're going to do a seminar on Thursday, May the 12th at 630. And I guess I, I really want everybody to know this because this is one of those seminars that I just think is critically important for the people that have the special need. This is that group of people that say, you're saying to them, you're going to provide them with information. There's no obligation on their part. Right. That's, that's critical for everybody to know. You're just going to provide excellent information from two professionals that are dedicated to that need. That's right. You know, I, I think it's very important to you know, just be giving back to the community and looking at giving people information. I mean, that's one of the great things that you know, our firm does in a you know, multitude of different areas, just the continuing education of our clients and uh, people in the community. And that's that's so critical. You mentioned earlier the calculating the cost, because uh, mm-hmm. everybody talks about cost. And outside of the governmental benefits that you mentioned earlier, sure. uh, what are other factors that drive that conversation? Because that's the, yeah. you can get into a lot of things. Yeah, I think that, you know, from my experience working with these families, you know, parents take for granted so much everything that they do for their child, you know, and a, just a great practical exercise if if you yourself are a special needs parent is to just get a pad of paper and a pencil and for a week, two weeks, walk around and just start taking a little laundry list of all the different things that you're helping your child or your loved one with, whether it be helping helping them get dressed in the morning or helping them with breakfast or transporting them to school or activities in the community and starting to write those things down. And that will help give you a better idea of what future caretakers might have to do in your absence to make sure that that lifestyle that your loved one wants and that you want for them is going to be able to be funded in the proper way. You know, and let's make sure that we put this in the perspective that I want people to understand. Sure. 
you're talking to a mom and dad, and they do that. They take the notepad and they mm-hmm. do all the things that you're saying to document, and it does overwhelm them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it does because I've had I've seen that. I've worked yeah. with people that have done that, and they go, "Oh my goodness, I never thought about it." And then you take them out of the picture. Right. Now, the first thought process is that we'll just make give them a life insurance policy, and we'll pay to the special needs child right. half a million dollar life insurance policy, and or we'll put mm. it in a trust for them right, and sure. make it them the beneficiary. They forget, though, that if they do that, all of those other things, those benefits that you were talking about, that were supplemental benefits, yeah. go away. That's right. And and they don't. And it's you know when I get shocked at, you would think, well, nobody would ever let that happen. Mm-hmm. And yet it's done all the time. It is. You know, it's very critical to make sure that you appoint a proper trustee for the trust right. that you draft, you know, a letter of intent right. for that trustee so that they understand the lifestyle of your child. It gives a letter of intent will give you the opportunity to write down the desires of the child, what they do, what they like, what they dislike, if they love green beans, if they hate lima beans, you know, things that you take for granted, you know, they read at four o'clock. They want to, you got to do the reading at four o'clock. And that's right. We don't think about that, but, but that's the thing that those parents know. And yet they're so busy that they forget to take the time to say, this is really, and this is what you guys are helping them do. That's right. You know, it's really important. I, th- I think something that, you know, when, when you are a, a mom or dad of a, of a child that has special needs, it's very easy to get overwhelmed with the day-to-day. And you want to make sure that you're communicating with other family members, with friends, so that they understand the, you know, what your life is like and what your child you know, needs and desires so that if you were no longer there, there you at least have some people in your network, on your team, that understand the lifestyle that you're living. You know, a lot of times you'll end up with the other siblings sure. are involved in the caregiving should something happen to mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And again, that's the key. I mean, I know that's critical in any mm-hmm. family, how the siblings continue that care but they need to be sure that it's not a financial burden. That's right. You know, you, you get, you know, family members, you know, they think, well, if something happened to us, the, you know, our, the, the child's brother could take care of them and those things. And you want to make sure that you first have a conversation with that other family member and also take into consideration their, their own life, their own families and making sure that they would be able to devote the time and resources needed to continue that care. It's a, it's a very critical thing to be thinking through. Well, when we come back, I want to just cover a few more of the governmental benefits sure. and uh, dive into that a little bit. It talks about something called the Child Disability Report. Mm-hmm. And we'll dive into that and find out more about that because um, I think that's important. What happens when, the, you know, if you know you've got a disabled child, what are the benefits that you need to be sensitive to? Sure. So if you just tuned in, I'm talking with Nathan Powell. When we come back, we're going to finish up a little bit more about this whole concept about special needs, exceptional plans for extraordinary people. There's a seminar May the 12th, 630 to 730 at the office. Nathan Powell, Sloan Hankins of the attorney firm Butler Snow will be there to do that. Just call the office and tell them that you want to attend. I'm Jim Shoemaker, and you're listening to Talk Money on KWAM. This material represents an assessment of the market environment at a specific point in time and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results. This information should not be relied upon by the listener as research or investment advice regarding any funds or stocks in particular, nor should it be construed as a recommendation to purchase or sell a security. 
Talk Money will return right after this. Take a second and think about the three most important goals or priorities in your life right now. At Shoemaker Financial, their team of qualified and experienced financial professionals is committed to helping you achieve these goals or priorities. From insurance needs to college funding, retirement, or estate planning, Shoemaker Financial is here to help you accomplish your long-term financial objectives. To learn more, visit ShoemakerFinancial.com or contact them at 901-757-5757. At Shoemaker Financial, it's not just the plan, it's the results. You're listening to Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. And now, once again, here's your host for Talk Money, Jim Shoemaker. Well, you were listening to, of course, uh, Talk Money, and uh, I am Jim Shoemaker, your host. And again, we're talking to Nathan Powell and Jonathan McAllister will join us in just a few minutes here. But uh, Nathan has been talking about special needs and, and Nathan, I, I guess my question a lot of times, a, a lot of times there's this, the government benefits are available. People have to work through that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this uh, apply and qualify or qualify sure. for them. And yeah. it's not always easy. Right. You'd think it would be, but right. it's government work, you know, right. it's, it's, it's <laughs> bureaucratic <laughs> it's, it's, and it does take, you know, and it's hard. That's and right. so there is this child disability report. Mm-hmm. Describe a little bit about that because I want our listeners sure. to understand if there is a need, this is a way you might find a way to get around it. That's right. So the, it's a form that, that you'll fill out you know, to, right. to apply for the benefits. And to understand you know, a little bit more of how that works, you know, first, is, is you have to understand the Social Security Administration is the agency that actually decides whether or not the child is disabled. And there's really two main factors that they look at when making that determination. They're going to say that the child must have have a physical or mental condition that very seriously limits his or her activities. That's, you know, very seriously. It's a critical statement. And that the condition must have lasted or be expected to last at least one year right. or result in death. So those are really the two criteria that they're looking at for those qualifications of you know, having a disability. And then, you know, after that, a state agency will make the disability decision. And if the state agency needs more information, they'll arrange an examination for the child. They'll also ask for information from, you know, medical and school sources, as well as other people that know about the abilities of the child. So that goes back to, you know, the importance of making sure friends and family understand you know, what's going on, not just with your child, but with their life. And so, you know, if, if you have questions about that, just, you know, you can just Google or research or look up the Social Security website, Child Disability Report, and you'll see everything that you need to fill out. You know, one of the things I want our listeners to understand, mm-hmm. to me, it can't be any more emotional when you're dealing with a child that's becoming an adult right? and how you have to figure that out. And you mentioned earlier that you and Sloan have partnered together to really provide excellent advice and good counsel. Mm-hmm. And and I know you, I know you, because of your background and, and you identifying the need, I think what's so critical for people to understand is you, you have to be emotionally involved. Yeah. You but do. you guys have to step away from the emotions to make logical, good, solid financial decisions on behalf of the child. That's right. It's, it's it's very important to when you're working with someone that they're able to provide objective advice as the situation dictates. And that's in- critically important. In fact, welcome to the program, Jonathan. 
Thanks for having me, Jim. You know, one of the things that I wanted to do, because Nathan's been really articulating this in a very, very professional way, but you have a family situation and, and that, that really ties right into what we're talking about. And I know I'm going to ask you about the, your situation. You describe it to us. And then, Nathan, I want you to describe the special needs trust. Sure. So I, I actually have two separate situations. My aunt is the parent of two special needs daughters. And my sister, uh, her, I guess her oldest sister, um, is a special needs child. Um, now, granted, they're all all three are in great health right now. Um, both families have been fortunate enough to do some advanced special needs planning, um, but it is something that I know Shelly and I will be dealing with and helping the family with later down the road too. And we were actually talking um, a little bit in the break about special needs trust and how that will flow into this. And I think um, Shelly and I will probably be meeting with Nathan sometime in the near future. Just to figure that out, because now I know and, and knowing Shelly that this is an issue that this is, a, a you know, her older sister. And again, when you married her, you knew that was going to ultimately be a possible obligation for you. Absolutely. And, and that was something that we were fully prepared for. I think that's so critical, Nathan, when people they when we do the planning again, Jonathan's a perfect example of this is an obligation that he married and said, this is something that I will support for the rest of his sister-in-law's life. Yeah. And Jonathan and I have even you know talked about this a lot at the office and, you know, just understanding the, the heart that he and Shelly have for, you know, those families in that situation is, is really great. Most people don't realize how often that we see that now. I'm going to take a break and uh, just to listen to Rebecca Brazier give us our Mid-South History Moment. Uh, we've got people that love this part of the program, and, and I wouldn't dare overrun that. But I want to come back, and I want to dive into special needs trust very quickly because Jonathan set that up. But then as we talk about that, Jonathan, what I need from you, everybody gets all the money into the trust, and then they got to manage it. Right. And we heard during the break earlier that the sellers sell in May and go away and the market's down a half of a point. And so the news <laughs> media says it must be happening today. But that's what we deal with. So I want to talk about special needs trust, but I also want to dive into this issue of the anemic market and how do we control that, Jonathan? That's what I want to talk about. How do we control the emotions of that side of what we do? All right, guys. Great. Sounds good. When we come back, you're listening to Talk Money on KWAM. I'm Jim Shoemaker. My guest, Nathan Powell, Jonathan McAllister. Jim, packed more information. Stay with us. We'll be back right after this. Financial advisors do not provide specific tax and or legal advice, and this information should not be considered as such. You should always consult your tax or legal advisor regarding your own specific tax or legal situation. Talk Money. We'll return right after this. From November 1942 to May 1943, the B-17 Flying Fortress strategic bomber we know as the Memphis Bell completed 25 combat missions in German-held territory, making it one of the first such aircraft to do so. After arriving at Dow Field in Bangor, Maine, she was deployed temporarily to Prestwick, Scotland, and then to her permanent base in Basingbourne, England. As part of the 324th Bomb Squadron, the Memphis Bell bombed numerous targets in France, Holland, and Germany in the first two years of Americans' involvement in the war. For the remainder of the war, the plane and crew toured the United States to sell war bonds. 
after the war although the city of memphis attempted to preserve the aircraft for posterity weather vandalism and theft left the memphis bell in a state of severe disrepair the plane has since been disassembled and relocated to wright patterson air force base where it is undergoing an extensive restoration that will preserve it for many years to come this has been another mid-south history moment brought to you by shoemaker financial you're listening to talk money with jim shoemaker be sure to like us on facebook just search for shoemaker financial and now once again here's your host for talk money jim shoemaker all right we've been talking to nathan powell and jonathan McAllister. we're talking about a special needs trust and jonathan's going to dive in with us and kind of help us understand that once we get the trust set up how do we manage this horrible market that seems to be just running through doing nothing, even though we've had a good February and March, but it's just nothing to it. So Jonathan's going to help us understand four or five points about how to manage that. But before we get to that, Nathan Powell, help me understand special needs trust. Sure. Um, I think one of the, the big things to get out in front immediately is I think there's this common misconception that trusts are for wealthy people. You hear the trust fund kids and, you know, these types of things. But, you know, the interesting thing is leaving an outright inheritance to a family member with special needs, as we said earlier, can disqualify them from basic governmental benefits. Which, which by the way, are critical for them. Absolutely. Because it can be educational benefits, can be anything. Some people think of it just as money, but it can be programs that they can be entitled to that they could lose if it's not properly done. That's right. And then, you know, a a properly funded trust can improve the quality of life and protect financial future for your family member with special needs. It can provide extra income for care, assistance, education beyond the basics, you know, a a multitude of things. A, A great analogy that I like to use for trust that I think makes it a little bit you know easier to understand is thinking about it like a vehicle. A, a trust is a vehicle, right? You got to have a trustee and that's the person who's going to be driving the vehicle, driving the trust. And then the fuel is going to be the, the funding that helps the special needs trust reach its goal. And, you know, without gas, just like your car, you know, the trust vehicle won't be able to achieve all that you've set out to accomplish. And there are there's a, a lot of different ways that you can fund those trusts, and those are a lot of things that we'll dive into specifically at the seminar that we're hosting. All right, the seminar, that's Thursday, May the 12th, 6.30, at our office at 2176 West Street in Germantown. That's uh, 6.30 to 7.30. There's a light dinner. That's Nathan Powell and Sloan ha- Hankins. She's an attorney at Butler Snow. They partnered together to talk about special needs and what you need to be doing for that extraordinary person that you've been blessed to take care of and how do you do that. What are the strategies you should be talking about? Now, Jonathan, all of the we just funded a trust. Right. Okay. We did it with life insurance in this case. So we just dived in and pushed the money over there. And now we've set a half a million dollars up. But I have got to make decisions. And this market has been anything but friendly to me. I don't like it. I'm nervous about it. So here's what I want to know. I want to know four or five things. And I could give you traits or characteristics or ideals that you have that you share with your clients to try to tell them to stay in the market and not get caught up in all the stuff that's going on. As we heard just at the break that the selling may and go away, it's going to happen. The market's diving over, done with. We know that's not true. How do you deal with that? I think first you have to acknowledge the fact that it has been a rough couple of opening 
months to the year. You know, like you said, it's been anemic. It's been mud, it's been kind of muddling through, trying to get traction somewhere, and unfortunately, it's just not finding the traction right now. But I think a great tie-in to what Nathan talked about earlier was this concept of emotions. You know, when you're going through and you're doing special needs planning, emotions are running very, very high. First thing that we're going to do when we're working with someone who has a special needs trust set up is try and reduce those emotions and approach this from a very logical very methodical, long-term standpoint. Because if we can do that, then maybe we can help to take out some of the volatility and the emotional risk of this long-term trust aspect that we're talking about, Jim. That's a great point. So let's just deal with emotions. Emotions, as we know, are probably the most dangerous part of any market. I mean, Absolutely. Everybody gets caught up. We get nervous. Uh, we, we make kind of some bad decisions when the emotions take over. Right. So when you're counseling someone, either one of you guys, uh, what do you tell a person? How do you manage that? I think first and foremost, you talk to them that you can't control the market. There's no way that you're going to be able to control the S&P 500 or anything like that or any other sort of investment vehicle out there. And that, two, timing the market is impossible. It's just not going to happen. So what we really encourage people to do is, again, have that long-term vision of success have a goal that we're shooting for and then have a plan to get there or a strategy to get there. Yeah. You know, a thing, you know, we talk about volatility and, you know, as Jonathan and I've both talked about I me, mean, volatility works both ways, right? I mean, everybody complains when volatility is, is low, but you know, when the volatility swings in your favor, no one's out there saying, Oh my goodness, this is amazing. This is amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of what they yeah. expect to happen. So being able to, have, you know, those logical dis- discussions to understand what volatility truly is in a portfolio is critical to clients. But, you know, guys, uh, I mean, we can we deal with this every day. Yep. And honestly, we get it or we wouldn't be in this business. But now think with me, you got the 65 or 70 year old or you've got the mom and dad who's just established the special needs trust. They've got to think through this. They put in the investments. They come to us, and they trust us, and they work through us. And we know that we can't predict the future, and we don't try to predict the future. We look at a couple of things like asset allocation. We say, okay, stocks, bonds, and cash, how much in stocks, how much in bonds, how much in cash. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that's kind of a, a thing that we take for granted that everybody understands, but you and I both know stocks, bonds, and cash d- dictates a lot of the trust, I mean, the the uh, the, the risk that they're willing to take. It, it absolutely Absolutely does. And I think when you're talking, especially about special needs trust, you have to take into account asset allocation to a higher degree, because once that trust is funded, especially if it's through life insurance or a death of a parent, most likely, then those withdrawals are going to be coming from that account almost constantly right? to pay for the needs of the child. When you talk about that, you have to be able to try and reduce that volatility because the, you know, the mantra is sell low or sorry, I'm sorry, sell high, buy low. And if you're constantly having withdrawals coming out, then you're probably going to be selling when you're low a lot more. So you maybe want to start holding more cash in there. So that way you can pull from the cash asset side when maybe your stock or bond positions take a little dip. Well, again, I think asset allocation is so critical, and we try to help people understand the fundamentals of asset allocation, and it's based on risk. And so it could be 50% stocks, 50% bonds, or 50% stocks, 40% bonds, 10% cash. So, again, but I know you guys spend time asking questions to help them understand, help the client understand what is their risk tolerance. Yeah, that's absolutely right. You know, we have a very – 
um, methodical way of going about that. We have some questionnaires, some discussions that we have as far as what is this money going to be used for? You know, if it's going to be used for a retirement account, if it's going to be used to, you know, draw out of a trust to pay for the needs of a, a loved one with special needs, whether all these different things, you know, that's going to greatly affect the, as Jonathan said, the asset allocation that is developed inside the portfolio. So it's critical that you speak with someone that will take the time to understand your needs, understand your emotional side of investing so that a properly constructed portfolio can be established. Well, I like what you said, the emotional side of investing. Jonathan, that's what you led with is simply saying one of the biggest problems that so many people have in the market today, because it has been an anemic market. It's getting emotional. It is emotional. It is absolutely getting emotional. It's it's when that volatility goes up. And I want to make sure we address this before we go further. It's, it's addressing the difference between risk and volatility. All right. Stick with that. Risk and volatility. Those are two great words. When we come back, that's what I want you to dive into, because that's so important for people to understand that they're not the same. And they're, 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 they're critical that we die, you know, understand it and, and, and get into the weeds about that and figuring out risk and volatility. Stay with us. You're listening to Jonathan McAllister and Nathan Powell. We're talking about how do you just survive a muddled through market, anemic. I mean, it's just been tough. How do you survive it? If you're thinking about it and you're wondering, stay with us because we got some answers coming back. Helping you make the most of your money. Talk Money will return right after this. Have you thought about pursuing a career in financial services but have no experience in the industry and need training? If you are goal-oriented, highly motivated, and enjoy working with people, you have the skill set Shoemaker Financial is looking for. Shoemaker Financial is continuing to grow their team of financial advisors in the Mid-South, and they're ready with the training and tools you need to get started. With over 35 years of providing professional advice, quality products, and excellent service in the Mid-South, you too can now be a part of their growing firm. If you're interested in learning more about this opportunity, contact Keisha Parrish at 901-757-5757 or email at kparish at shoemakerfinancial.com. Helping you make the most of your money. This is Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. And now, once again, here's your host for Talk Money, Jim Shoemaker. Well, if you've been listening, we've been talking with uh, Jonathan McAllister and Nathan Powell. We've been talking about, well, we started out kind of into this whole idea of what to do for special needs. Now, it's kind of like the discussion is you've got a special needs trust. I've asked Jonathan to kind of help us understand the investment side and how we get caught up in this muddling market, this anemic market, and how to avoid to, to you know some of the mistakes that we make. And, and and I think, Jonathan, you're doing a great job. You started out with emotions, and we know that's a capital E, that emotions are so tough in a market. You know, when the market's on sale, we would we don't want to buy it. You know, it's not like the grocery <laughs> store. You know, if, we, if everything's on sale at the grocery store, we load up the grocery you know cart. And it's the complete opposite of what is. people do at Target. It is. It's amazing. And that, but But it's real. And emotions are critical. But now, before the break, we talked about risk and volatility. Right. And I want you to kind of explain that. Two completely separate items that we talk about with clients all the time. But I would say 90% of the time, Jim, people think they are one and the same. Yes. And I, I know you've seen it. I know Nathan's seen it when we sit down with clients. Risk implies the permanent loss of capital. When a stock or an investment or a bond declines in value and you sell it when it's down. Volatility is simply the act of the price of that security going up and down. 
and or that, down and up or down and up. up. I mean, you know, be negative with it. Down or, and so, up. or sideways, like we're doing right now. We're doing right now. But people need to understand that, and that's so critical. And volatility is what comes sometimes creates that emotion. In it us. is absolutely. I mean, emotions are driving people's decisions to buy and sell a lot of times, and we saw that earlier in the year. Absolutely, when people were, you know, the market dips four or five percent, people sell and it dips further. Instead, the smart money was the one that was actually getting in and buying on those dips. That's all right. You know, I, I think you're exactly right. I think you have to be careful just when you buy, when you sell. Absolutely. You just manage around that. And so now let me let's do this. We talked about asset allocation. And I want to make sure because we said stocks, bonds, and cash. But the second part of this is diversification. Right. What stocks, what bonds, and what how much cash? Right. So help me with that. So when you look at a, let's say, just take a stock sleeve of the portfolio, you're looking at several different asset classes in there. You could look at large United States companies, mid-sized United States companies, small U.S. companies, international large companies, international small companies, real estate equities, commodities, oil, anything like that we can that's, look at. That's diversification. That is diversification. That is taking asset allocation, stock bonds, and cash to the next level and saying, Let's put asset classes together that are not necessarily going to behave the same, but more or less will not have that same correlation long term. And that's what we're looking for, because if that happens and we're talking about a child with a special needs trust, we want to have the options of which stocks and bonds, which securities we pull from. So that way we can make sure or try to make sure that we're not selling low. Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely right. I could echo it word for word, but I think, you know, it's critical that you understand, you know what, there's so many asset classes out there. What do I pick? Have a little bit of all of it. Be diversified. You know, I think diversification is so critical for us to understand, but also cross-correlation is important. So we've got stocks that go up and something goes down. That's important. We need to know that. But cross-correlation has to be managed, and that's what we bring to the table is to help someone understand cross-correlation. That doesn't always work. I mean, we've seen that no, it in the last five years. <laughs> yeah. So it's really knowing how to balance cross-correlation. Right, and I know that's something that, Jim, our investment committee looks a lot at is how our investments within the, within the portfolios that we're building for our clients act and cross-correlate against each other long-term. Because the one thing that we don't want is we there's no point in having all these investments in there that act the same way when the market reacts one way or another. We don't want all of our assets going up. We don't want all of our assets going down. But we do want that general upward trend. That's a great point. Great point. Nathan, explain for us, because the third aspect we're talking about to help people understand is rebalancing. How do we do that? What's important about rebalancing? Yeah, sure. The important thing to rebalance is, you know, you want to sell off your winners and buy the losers. You know, that's the essence of rebalancing and looking at, you know, if you're supposed to have 15% in one type of asset class and it's gone up to 18 or 20%, guess what? You need to sell off some of that to go back down to what that target strategy was that was implemented in the portfolio to begin with. Well, if you've been listening, I think you guys have done a great job. And I think that we've got a muddling market. We've got an anemic market. We've got one that it's just hard to manage in. And Nathan and both of you guys have done a great job, Jonathan, in helping us understand how to survive that. You've said basically know what the emotions are. Manage your emotions and, and look at your asset allocation, your diversification, rebalance. That is it's so easy for us to say. It, it really is. And I think trying to manage emotions 
for someone to do it on their own if, when it comes to an investment portfolio, I, I think sometimes it's impossible. I think that's why we really always encourage people to seek outside counsel. Outside counsel, and of course, that's Jonathan McAllister. You can reach Jonathan at 757-5757. Well, you know, it's been a good program, guys. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you, Nathan. Sure. Happy Thanks, Jim. You know, I appreciate what you guys done. Art, I don't know about you, but I've enjoyed the program, and uh, I know you went to sleep on us, but that's okay, and uh, <laughs> good job. But uh, I am, of course, you know, talking about the great guy that does all our programming here. That's um, Art Frederick. He is a producer and board operator. Guest and content coordination, Francis Fortner. She always does a wonderful job for me and does an excellent job. Production assistant, Eleanor Moskovitz. Mid-South History Moment. Rebecca Brazier and Drew Johnson. Of course, I've enjoyed today's program, whether anybody else has, because I've had two great guests, Jonathan McAllister and Nathan Powell. Don't forget Nathan Powell Seminar Thursday, May the 12th at 630. I'm Jim Shoemaker here every Friday, helping you make the most of your money. Jim Shoemaker, Jonathan McAllister, and Nathan Powell are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Security and Financial Services Incorporated Securities Dealer Member FINRA SIPC. A registered investment advisor, Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated.